Welcome to The Fully Lived Life, a podcast for those who are longing to pursue the full life and want to break free from anything that holds them back. Listen in as two friends, a psychologist, Dr. Mary, and a life coach, Jillian, talk about life, love, and purpose through the lens of faith, science, psychology, and life experiences. Well, good morning, Mary. How are you? Good morning, Jillian. So good to see you. It's Although great not to in see person, you. but still get to see you. You know, I love being in your presence, whether it's either over video or in person. Yeah. But if this is the way we have to do it right now, it's the way we have to do it. This is the way we have to do it. Yeah, because I have actually now moved far, far away to another land. Too far away. <laughs> yes. yes. I now live about an hour and a half away from you. So it's a little more challenging. And so you can see we've got our things set up to do microphone, video and all that. And it's all new. It's a little nerve wracking, but I think it's going to be good. It's exciting. We're going to try it because we're brave. We're brave. We are so brave. And we embrace change. Yes. (laughs) Sorry, your camera is starting to sink a little bit. Again, like with the camera. Okay, people... (laughs) <laughs> this is like going to be a little bit of an issue. That's yeah. okay. I'm just going to get like. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, last year, Mary, when we were wrapping up season two, uh, you had mentioned a few times that you were in the midst of kind of a major life transition. Yeah. Um, and so in June, mm-hmm. you moved from one area mm-hmm. to an, about an hour and a half east of that area. Yeah. A major life transition. Yeah. Um, and so as a result, there have been a couple of other things. What have been some of the gifts of that transition for you? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, you know, once I got through all the hustle and bustle, so there's been a lot of transformations. I mean, I changed jobs and then also moved location and launched my last child out of the home. And so there's a lot of busy, busy. But I think one of the gifts is it feels like a restart. Oh. Uh, Yeah, I feel really free, actually. I feel this freedom to choose. Because in the past, it's been about obligations or responsibilities or things that I felt like I had to do. And then now they're kind of gone. So wow, I get to have this chance to explore. And and frankly, like I'm now living by the lake. So everything I'm looking at it right now, the water is sparkling. So every morning I get to wake up and look at this beauty. So what kind of gift is that? Huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. So um, so it's a little disconcerting because I don't know what the future has to hold, but then it's also really exciting because I get to reestablish what that looks like. Uh, I'm getting to know people in the neighborhood, all those kinds of things. Dragon boating, we talked about that last week. Awesome. And the other thing too is that I like this idea of this kind of life that's unfettered, mm. which allows for new things to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And as I shared with everyone last season, God has been asking me to keep this extra, extra margin so that I can be attentive to him pulling me this way or that way to different opportunities. So I have to be really careful because it's easy to fill my schedule. Even the fact that I'm out here, I can keep myself pretty busy. So yeah, Um, I guess one of the toughest things though, is that, you know, my community is still back uh, where I was living in Pickering. So it's just having to 
find new ways to stay connected. And, mm-hmm. and this is this being one of them. So yeah, and, and, and you know what? I mean, Zoom has its downfalls, but it has kept us connected mm-hmm. um, with our loved ones and friends, which has been a, such a gift, like a, walking through, um, you know, a global pandemic with this kind of technology yeah. has been such a gift. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. even though we're in this imperfect time in history, mm-hmm. the gift of technology, as much as I gripe about it, is a wonderful thing. It is true. It is true. And I don't feel any distance from you heart-wise. It's just more physical. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And of course, I invite you regularly to come. <laughs> One of the bedrooms has your name, your, yours and Bruce's name on it. <laughs> so, And just, you know, listeners, we are heading out uh in a week, to, well, weekend, to do a bit of a donut run. Yes. One of our other favorite donut places, which is called Doers. Yeah. Um, so that's on the motorcycle. So I'm looking forward right? to that. Yeah, Campbellford. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to fast this week so I can load up on donuts on, <laughs> on the weekend. <laughs> I know, it's so true. Yes. Okay, so um, what I asked you about the gifts of this season because... We are going to use Brene Brown's book, The Gifts of Imperfection, Mm. as a leveraging uh, platform for some of our conversations over this next season. Yeah. And Brene Brown's book has been out for quite a while now. Mm -hmm. In fact, they've just kind of revamped it. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you haven't already read it or maybe you read it a, a while ago, you know, you might want to pull it out and just come back to it because we are going to be leveraging some of the information from that book Mm -hmm. uh, for our conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And as we always say with the books, they're not going to be like hard and fast. No. We don't always 100% agree with everything in the book, but they're just such a fantastic way to uh, bring the theme of this year. And as we shared about it last week, the theme is about grace, but also transformation. I mean, we are always about growth, but growth happens best in the soil of grace. Like I, I can't receive truth if it comes at me, this, like this razor sharp in between the eyeballs, you're messing up. I feel judged. I feel shame. And when that happens, I shut down. And so grace opens up our heart to say, okay, in the context of love, in the context of wanting to do better and be better, okay, I can hear some hard stuff. I can do some of the harder things. So that's really the broader theme for this uh, season. And, And you know, that's right. And in Brene's Brown's book, The Gifts of Imperfection, um, it's called a guide to a wholehearted life. Mm, and I love. I love that idea of this wholehearted kind of life. Because in our manifestos, we talked about the kind of life we want to live mm-hmm. um, as we move forward along this journey of life. Yeah. Uh, kind of as, you know, Paul says, leaving behind what's behind us and moving forward. Mm-hmm. So I think that this idea of wholehearted living how do we get ourselves to a place where we are wholehearted? Yeah. And I think, you know, she covers so many of the guideposts in the book that are so wonderful. Can I just uh, throw out a few right now? Sure. Well, I just was going to say one of the thoughts that she said near the beginning of the book that really made me sort of chew on it, because I think it links really well to what we did last um, mm-hmm. episode in sharing our manifesto. She says, 
wholeheartedness is as much about embracing our tenderness and vulnerability as it is about developing knowledge and claiming power. So the fact that, especially for you, Jillian, when vulnerability is like, and I hope you didn't experience a vulnerability hangover uh, in sharing your manifesto when it's such a brave thing for you to do, that is actually demonstrating wholeheartedness. That's what I Absolutely. love. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So go. Sorry. Absolutely. And so just I, I'm sort of in a nutshell, I'm just going to read some of these um, chapter introductions. Mm -hmm. Guidepost number one, we've talked about this, is cultivating authenticity. Mm -hmm. Like, who are we really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that we've talked a lot about our true self, mm -hmm. our authentic self. Mm -hmm. And so that's going to have, we're going to have some interesting conversations about that. Yeah. This idea of letting go of what other people think. Mm. Yes. And, oh. and, that, and also that idealized self that we try to put out into the world and yeah. we protect it at all costs. So if anything threatens it, we kind of like get all stuck. No, no, no. that's not what we want. The other guidepost is cultivating self-compassion. And we did talk a lot about that. We dug into uh, the work of Kristen Neff, mm -hmm. who talks a lot about um, self-compassion and this idea of letting go of perfectionism. Yeah, And we did touch on that when we talked about our manifesto because we said it's not a checklist. Mm -hmm. Like, I've done that, I've done that. No, it's actually a guide to just living forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, mm -hmm. Amazing. So speaking about being authentic, I have to pull the curtain because my face is... There we go. I was looking too yellow. I didn't like it. Oh, you would look beautiful to me. Oh, really? Oh, Yeah, now you See? look all shadowy. <laughs> Okay, so I'll go back. So, you know, that's the thing. I get to stare at your beautiful face, but then I got to look at mine. I got to work through my own issues on that. So uh, You look fantastic. Thank so you. So don't, don't be pulling the curtains okay, back. Okay, sorry okay. for interrupting. <laughs> go back. Uh, guidepost number three is cultivating a resilient spirit. Mm. Letting go of a numbing and powerlessness. Yeah. Uh, and I know a lot of you listeners and viewers have been thinking a lot about resilience. Mm -hmm. It has been on your mind an awful lot. There's been a lot of writing and talking about that just in the time frame that we're at. So I think that's going to be just, some of these themes are going to be so good. And even if we don't touch on the themes throughout the, the time of our episodes, going back and revisiting some of these themes is going to be so good so for you. Right. Yeah. Right. Because mm -hmm. they are guideposts on our journey. Mm -hmm. Guidepost number four, cultivating gratitude and joy. Yes. Yes. You know, I woke up this morning, um, you know, I've shared with this uh, listeners before, I, I do have trouble with my sleep. Mm -hmm. And the last couple of nights, I've just had like some amazing sleeps. Oh. I can't, I can't tell you when I wake up in the morning and I've had a good sleep, how grateful I am for good sleep. Oh my gosh. I hear you. It just is so good. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah. Uh, cult, uh, guidepost number five, cultivating intuition and trusting faith. Huh. Yes. You know, I think that we are very intuitive people, mm -hmm. but somehow we believed along the lines that our intuition is wrong. Right. Yeah. And so we don't trust ourselves. Mm -hmm. We and learn to ignore it. Yeah. We do. And we look to others for their wisdom and their guidance, and which is always a good thing. Mm -hmm. But we also need to trust ourselves. Mm -hmm. Well, 
um, speaking of the intuition, I mean, the Enneagram talks about the gut or the body as sort of like the intuitive part. And, uh, you know, I, I read some fascinating research that our body actually has, uh, our gut actually has brain cells. We got Ooh. neurons in our stomach, in our gut. This I mean, would I, explain why I crave chocolate. It's to got, feed my intuition. Absolutely. <laughs> but all that to say is it's such an important part of the information we bring to the table. And it's it's so like, it, well, it's gut. Like it's, it's pre-verbal. We're not able to think about it rationally. I mean, I've used this analogy before. Like if you're walking across a path and uh, a snake comes across, you're going to jump out of the way before your brain can say, hey, watch out. There's a snake. So like, that's so important. I love that. We're going to have to talk more about that one for sure. You just have to go get that research because I want to hear a little bit more about that. Oh, yeah. Because as an Enneagram 8, I'm in the gut center. Mm -hmm. And so I feel things very deeply in my gut. Yeah. And sometimes I can't explain them Mm -hmm. until I get to know the situation. Yeah. Well, can I digress a little bit then? Because, you know, I'm going to go science geek. Of course you can. I'll just do it really briefly. Um, We have uh, neurons in our gut. We have neurons, obviously, in our brain. And when we think about intelligence, we often think about just the brain. We actually have neurons in our heart as well. So, hello. Like, the body, the mind, and the heart are integrated. And by the way, when we talk about wholehearted living and also the fact that we're not trying to be perfect, if you're perfect, you're basically dead, is what I tell people. Integration is all three centers, our body, our mind, and our heart in alignment. But more so than that, it's our body being uh, grounded. They call it being a grounded body. And what it really means is that you're really attuned to the signals that your body is giving you because it's very intelligent. It includes an open heart, which is open Mm. to not just your emotions, but the emotions of others and having courage to let yourself feel and live life out of your heart. And then for your mind, a quiet mind, which is a mind that is still enough to hear your own thoughts, to hear the thoughts of the Holy Spirit, uh, to listen well and be really present as other people are talking to you as well. Isn't that fantastic? It is fantastic. And you know, like how many of us get quiet in our body, Mm. our mind or our heart long enough to actually check in? Exactly. Exactly. And I I don't think we can transform. I don't think we can grow if we're not slowing down and checking in with our three centers, um, uh, pursuing health in all three of those areas, uh, recognizing blocks in all those areas, if we don't do that. So, you know, I know I digress, but it does come back to the main theme that we've been talking about, which is the grace and transformation, uh, which uh, we're going to use Brene Brown's book to help us kind of move towards that conversation. So that's a good question right now. I mean, we're not doing any coaching therapeutic tips with these two episodes, mm-hmm. but maybe just um, to say to our listeners, one of the things you could do is start to pay attention. How often do you just get quiet mm-hmm. and allow your mind to just be still? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that, you know, a, a thought pops in and you shame yourself. No, it just, you okay, that thought popped in, let it go. Mm-hmm. and get quiet again. Mm-hmm. And how often do we just tune into our bodies and go, where exactly. am I holding some tension? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and even with our hearts, you know, where am I feeling some bitterness, some unforgiveness? Where is my heart kind of longing? Yes. Like, what are the longings of my heart? Yeah. Like, I think that'd be a really good exercise. Just check in with yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, I think if you do this, uh, we've talked about this before, the daily examine where you're checking yes. in on all the areas, not just on our spiritual level, but body, mind, That's right. heart. Um, and I love that you use the word longing when you, we talk about the heart, because often we only think about the heart as just the emotions. That's right. But we don't talk about our longing. And back to what we talked about last episode around the uh, manifesto is the manifesto also includes our longings, our longings yep. for our lives. So we want to pay attention to it. Otherwise, yep. how do we live into the fullness of this life? So this, true. This true self. So sorry so, for the digression, but I think no, that was okay. a really important conversation. So I, I was totally enthralled with that. So yeah. you just keep science geeking on me all you okay. want. <laughs> so guidepost number uh, six is cultivating creativity. And she puts this as letting go of comparison. Oh, yeah. You know, um, one of our beautiful friends, Wendy, mm-hmm. uh she loves the outdoors. She thrives in the outdoors. She's just become a certified forest therapy guide. Mm-hmm. And she took us on this guided hike through the forest. It was mm-hmm. a really fantastic experience. Yeah. But just to watch how all of us embraced our own creativity, because we were given sort of exercises to do while we were out in the forest, mm-hmm. solo exercises, but to see how everyone interpreted it differently. Yeah. And there was no right or wrong. Exactly. It's There's just one. how we're wired. And being yeah. able to embrace that about ourselves, like, yeah, I don't need to compare myself to your journey. I'm on my own and I can see it from a different viewpoint and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. Oh, man. And then this idea, uh, guidepost number seven is con- cultivating play and rest. Ah, letting go of up. exhaustion. <laughs> letting go of ex- exhaustion oh. as a status symbol and productivity as self-worth. My gosh. <laughs> oh. Yes. Well, back to what you talked about, the gifts of being here in the county yeah. Yeah. is... Uh, the, the the permission to play more. Because yes. I have space in my life now. I don't have yeah. the same level of responsibilities of a practice of my kids living here. So I have... And you can just literally go outside and go kayaking. Exactly. You don't yes. have to wait to load the kayak and all that stuff. You just go. Mm-hmm. So this summer, I gave myself permission to only read fiction. Perfect. Love I it. spent the entire summer living in Paris. Yes. <laughs> and France. Every book I read had a Paris or French theme. It was accidental, but it happened. And uh, I was quite loving it. Yes. Yeah. So I was on the search for a boulangerie <laughs> in Mont Tremblant when we were on our motorcycle trip. Could I find one? No. No. But I, my head was full of pastissiers and boulangeries. And I yes. was Yes. And you were practicing one. your French on us. <laughs> it, was, it was brutal. It was The funny. gift of imperfection is my French. There you go. Okay. Uh, guidepost number eight, create it, cultivating calm and stillness, Whoa. just we talked about. Mm-hmm. Letting go of anxiety oh, is yeah. a lifestyle. Calm. Oh, letting go of anxiety is a lifestyle. Mm. Wow. And like, we're going to have to dig into that big time because we're so used to that anxious feeling. We don't even call it anxiety anymore. We call it excitement. We call it motivation. We call it drive actually yes 
It's anxiety. Oh, we also call it high functioning. We yes. already talked about over-functioning, how that is driven by anxiety. So, oh, yes. So true. Mm-hmm. Uh, cultivating meaningful work. Mm. Letting go of self-doubt and supposed to. I know for you, the <laughs> yeah. supposed to thing is a big one. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Right? Uh-huh. Well, because so many times opportunities come into our lives, and they're really good opportunities. And we think, I mean, for you, based on your gifting and your expertise, you could think, well, I could do that. And you could probably do it very easily because, you know, that person needs you and wants you. But are you really supposed to do that thing? Mm-hmm, and are mm-hmm. you doing it because you're supposed to? Mm-hmm. Or you actually really have the margin and time you want to do it? Well, that's the question I've been asking myself is, do I want to? I, and to mm-hmm. be able to give myself permission, because I want to, or because yeah. I don't want to. And exactly. I have to fight against feeling selfish and irresponsible. And all you twos out there are probably going, amen. Uh, yeah. But like to actually do what I want to do. And if I don't know what I want to do, to do nothing is okay. Yes, it is. Like, wow. It is. I'm struggling with that. Uh, I'm trying. We've got one more guidepost, number 10, Mm -hmm. cultivating laughter, song, and dance. Letting go of being cool and always in control. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, by the way, that lines up very nicely with part of our desire or decision to go on YouTube is because apparently we make a lot of faces in our hands and whatever, we're flailing all over the place. I feel like I'm completely controlled here, like a dude. I know, because as soon as you turn on the camera... I know. Okay, my camera slipped again, so... (laughs) Of course it did. (laughs) Yes. Uh Uh-huh. So... All that to say is we do need to laugh more. And here's our commitment. We're going to let our sillies out. Okay. <laughs> we might even have to do some theme silly. Like oh, Lord. next time we record, yeah. we have Hang to wear on. bunny it, ears or something. It's You know I love to plan silly. Yes, you do. So I might have to just do some research. Did we? Okay. So on our last trip... Jillian, of course, was channeling her very terrible French, but the assignment <laughs> she made us do was come up with our own word. And yes. we had to come up with my, our own word, and mine was bonsai doo-doo. Right. We, only we knew what it meant. And of course, yeah. we had to pepper it throughout our conversation in the hopes that others could guess what our word meant. So there you go. There's an example of silliness, and it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And, you know, it it, it gives us a little bit of a theme, you know, around which we can be silly. Yes. And we had our men, I have it on videotape, which I may have to release on YouTube one day. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. They they were doing some sexy modeling uh, struts. It was... Yes. (laughs) They were doing a catwalk for us. Yes. Yes. So there you go. (laughs) It's all about being silly and having fun. Oh, so good. So that's like, those are the 10 guideposts from this book, uh, The Gift of Imperfection, which we have in the past, we have dug into some of them. But um, because we are talking about uh, transformation, I'm going to just throw it over to you, Mary, because there's this whole idea of integration. Mm -hmm. And so just walk us through how transformation, uh, the gifts of imperfection, and this idea of integration sort of flow together. Right. Uh, So integration, uh, just as a reminder, is not perfection. Um, Integration often is a big component of acceptance. It's being able to hold the good and the bad, the, our weaknesses and our strengths, uh, our suffering and our joy, uh, 
Mm. All of those things, uh, because that is life. If we spend our whole life fighting that reality, uh, we waste our energy and actually we don't accomplish much. So integration has a lot to being able to, not just what I said earlier, about being able to live in a balanced way out of our three centers, but it's having that acceptance of that capacity to hold the, the, the dark and the light at the same time. And I think that, I think for a lot of people, it is difficult, right? Like, especially the idea of suffering and joy together. Mm-hmm. It yeah. can feel like there's no reconciliation with that. Mm-hmm. Well, when you spend your life trying to only have happy experiences and to have no pain, what's your likelihood of success in that? Not zero. Yeah. But you've now spent all this energy trying to create this existence that doesn't exist. And you're going to feel bitterness and Mm -hmm. resentful and anger and all sorts of emotions because life didn't turn out the way you expected it to. So being able to embrace that is an important part of integration. The other part of integration is being able to embrace that we do have our true self, but we also have our shadow self. And as I've talked about before, our shadow self holds our wounds and our insecurities and our fears and our pain. So we don't want to kick her to the curb. We want to pay attention to what that's telling us about what still needs to be done or healed or resolved in our life. And then we want to choose better. So that's kind of what we mean about integration. Um, And it's not a linear process. So I've kind of create this little chart about transformation, uh, which we will put up in our show notes. Uh, and I'm going to try to talk through it in a way that makes sense. Okay. Um, because you know, you're listening to this podcast because you want to learn. Yeah. And I think that's super important. So it's think, imagine these three pillars. So the first pillar is just insight and knowledge. It's just what you're gaining. It's things that you're learning. It's the book you read, the podcast that you're listening Mm -hmm. to, but internally growing self-awareness. So knowledge about me, the good, the bad, and the ugly, the true self, the shadow self things. But then also for those of us who are Jesus followers, it's the biblical truth. You know, what has God been telling us about truth? And a lot of people think that that's all there is to transformation. I know myself well, And therefore, I'm okay. I know the Bible inside and out. Therefore, I'm okay. I've read tons and tons of books. And this is where many people get stuck because they're so knowledgeable. Uh, But until you start to do it and live it, then it doesn't become wisdom. So knowledge has to be lived out and practiced. But self-awareness also has to be applied. We actually have to change our reactions, our behaviors. We can't just kind of go, yeah, I know. I tend to be, you know, to use too much denial. Like I have to notice that I'm using denial and do better. And then of course, with, yeah. sorry, go and ahead. And I think, I think that it, with the Enneagram, I mean, one of the downfalls of the Enneagram is people use the Enneagram number to kind of excuse themselves and give exactly. them a hall pass. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I'm an eight, so I'm just like that. Yeah. Well, no, you are an eight, but you're you're always striving to be the healthiest, right? The high side of your number, not stuck in this miry crap. Yes. So don't just use it as an excuse, the, mm-hmm. the knowledge of it. Right. How are you growing in wisdom of your blind spots and how are you growing to acknowledge and be self-aware of those blind spots? And then choose better. 
right? Exactly. Uh, I heard it said uh, by a teacher of Enneagram, and he said that the Enneagram number it doesn't put you in a box. It shows you what box you're in. Oh, that's to good. Free you from that. Yeah. Right. That's so good. again, self-awareness is so that you can do better. And same thing with knowing the Bible is useless unless you're actually practically living it out. When it, the Bible talks to love others, what does that mean? How are we actually doing that, right? So that's sort of the first column is sort of the knowledge. The second column is wisdom. But the third column, transformation, is actually living it out. So wisdom, like, for example, I know it's wise to not eat chocolate every single day all the time. So maybe I stop it next week. That was wise. But that's not transformation because the following week I'm back to eating all that chocolate. I mean, that's a silly example. So transformation is wisdom lived out habitually over the long term to the point where it becomes ingrained as part of how I do life and part of who I am. And yeah. same thing with self-awareness. It becomes real-time tracking. Every single time. So it's not just that I go, ah, shoot, I did that thing again. It's that even as the moment is happening mm -hmm. and I'm feeling this compulsion to do that old unhealthy thing, I stop myself and I say, nope, yeah. I'm going to do better this time. So it's character change. And then ultimately with the Bible transformation, living it out, it is the fruit of the spirit, yeah. which is what you had said in your manifesto. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not just pretty words on a paper. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. interesting. We were out on a motorcycle ride this past weekend, and we were going along this beautiful lakefront drive where there's an apple orchard, a very large apple orchard. And I was looking at these fruit-laden trees. Mm. And I was looking at them, and I have an apple tree in our backyard, which does not look like that tree. Okay. And I look at it. I look at these trees in this orchard, and I realize the amount of pruning that's gone on with those trees is off the chart. Mm -hmm. Ours in our backyard, we don't, I mean, it's for the birds and the squirrels and everybody else. So we don't do this active pruning. Mm -hmm. We don't cut off the crappy stuff. We don't cut right. off the dead stuff. Yeah. We kind of leave it there, and then every couple of years we trim it up. But I look at these apple orchards and they're constantly being trimmed. Mm -hmm. They're constantly being tended to and cared for. And that's a lot like us. Like if we're, right. if I have knowledge about the tree in my backyard, but if I don't take care of it and nurture it and do mm -hmm. all the things that need to happen, which some are, are very harsh, mm -hmm. it's not going to give me what I need. Right. Right. And it's the same with this manifesto. I can read the words on the paper, mm -hmm. but if I'm not actually pruning the stuff from my life that doesn't meet up with it mm -hmm. and editing and constantly looking at it, it's not going to produce what I want. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why transformation is a lifelong journey. And that's why we need a lot of grace. Yes. Uh, you know, I'm now able to see my mistakes as just wonderful grounds for learning. Like it's not always easy. And I feel shame and I have to work through all that, mm -hmm. but I'm able to kind of go, okay, what have I learned from that? What am I learning from that? Right. So that's one of those gifts of being imperfect. Exactly. What am I learning? Exactly. There you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So listeners, viewers, this is the theme of the season. Like giddy up, strap on the seatbelt. <laughs> giddy up, That's for sure. Ooh. Yeah. When I looked at some of those, um, I mean, we've talked about these in the past, but I just want to read a little thing that she wrote here in the sure. book, which I thought was so good. She says, um, I now see that cultivating a wholehearted life is not like trying to reach a destination. It's like walking towards a star in the sky. 
we never really arrive, but we certainly know that we're headed in the right direction. Mm -hmm. I now see how gifts like courage, compassion, and connection only work when they're exercised every day. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking forward to this season. Woo! Yeah, woohoo. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. We'll see bye you bye. soon. We'll see you soon. Take care, Mary. Thanks for listening to the Fully Lived Life podcast. We hope you found it encouraging and helpful. Be sure to follow or subscribe so that you never miss a new episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please help spread the word by sharing with your friends and family and posting on your social media. Thanks for listening and tune in to our next episode.